Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. And this is where I had concluded that that was not the Holy Spirit. I was in a church. It was a Baptist church, but it was Baptist. It was black Baptist. So they would catch the Holy Spirit. You know, you catch the Holy Ghost. And I remember a, a larger lady caught the Holy Ghost and, you know, started doing whatever she was doing. But she kicked and the pew fell back. And there was an elder man and it smashed his leg. And I'm thinking, Holy Spirit wouldn't do that. that ain't, I, I, was, I was like, I'm sure that ain't the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would not crush that old man's leg like that. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate in ways that cause injury or that interrupt his own word being preached and shared. As Pastor Bill will warn in today's message, there are churches out there who have got caught up in emotional so-called spirit experiences that involve practices that aren't scriptural. Some of it may seem harmless enough, but you have to exercise discernment. And when you see those actions and practices contradicting scripture, it's time to get out or call it out. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. When Solomon was serving and the women came and, you know, one woman's son had died and they both came back. Two women came back with one kid talking about it's ours. It's mine. One woman says it's hers. The other one says it's hers. That's kind of a tough spot. You know, it's like if you're there and you really don't know, it's like, man, this is one of these women's babies. And, you know, and how do you figure that out? And he had this word. He said, you know, this is what we're going to do. Bring the baby here. He told this guy, bring me a sword. We'll chop the baby in half and y'all both get half and y'all go on about your way. And it was the mother that was really the mother that said, no, 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 never mind. She could have it. And he said, okay, now we know. And then I was like, I have wisdom. You know, I don't know if I come up with that, you know, but I'm like, that was wisdom. In that moment, he just knew exactly what to do. Word of wisdom. We need that when we gather together. There are times where decisions are being made as, as believers. There are times that we're making decisions on things. And how awesome is it that there be people present that have a word of wisdom? Just know this is, I think, you know, just I, I believe this is what the Lord would have us to do in this situation. Word of wisdom. Uh, it might, it, word of wisdom can go forth sometimes and, and as the word goes forth. That people are sharing the word unbeknownst to the person speaking it. You might be sitting there and you've been trying to figure out something and just boom. They say something. You're like, oh, that's I know exactly what I'm supposed to do now because he don't even know what I'm trying to make a decision on. But he just that's I know what to do. Word of wisdom. I, I, I know what to do now. And so that's a gift that can flow person to person. I can, it can go as the word is going forth, as the word is being ministered. But it's an important gift. Um, it's a supernatural. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And, it, and its goal is right that we would know what to do. There'd be wisdom from God. We know it's not just knowing what to do. Knowing what God would have us to do. That's why it's wisdom. It's not just, I know what to do. I know what God wants done. Because now, when we do what God wants done, guess what? God's going to be glorified and the body's going to be edified. When we do what he wants done. So, what an amazing gift. And so, people in the body that have that gift, you might be sitting there like, I know what they should do, but you don't say nothing. Come on, man. Come on, man. We need that, and that's, that's one thing that we want to be cautious of. And I'm going to encourage you guys that... There are people that have gifts and they just haven't got comfortable just, you know, or operated enough faith to, 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 to let it be used. Afraid to be wrong. And I understand that, you know, this is what I would encourage. Um, this is something I was encouraging. There, there, there were times where I received a word from the Lord and I was apprehensive about saying it. And then afterwards, uh, what God spoke to me, you know, there, there, I could see where. 
Had I shared it when God told me to, it would have really helped or edified or comforted. But since I held back, um, don't be the person showing up after every everything. Yeah, the Lord told me that was going to happen. Man, go home. Go home with that. Well, that's a useless word. You ought to be ashamed to come tell me after the fact. So there's some people that are there after it happens. Prophets, they know everything afterwards. Yeah, the Lord told me that was going to happen. Why you ain't say them beforehand? You know, there's some people though, that they, they, they'll claim everything afterwards. I'm being so annoyed with people like that. You know, it's like, I, yep, the Lord told me you was going to crash. I, I, I had a dream and <laughs> I might beat you up, you know, if it's bad enough. So anyway, um, you know, we, we do want to operate in faith to where we would share these things. And if you are unsure, maybe it's just a new thing, a new, new, it's new territory for you. It's OK to say, you know, I, I really believe God is putting this on my heart, but I'm not sure. But I'm going to share it. And, and, and just we'll see. I mean, I got I enough faith to put put it out there and see what God does. Do that much. Yeah. Say that much. And, and, and because this is what happens as whatever you believe was from the Lord. If it was, it'll be confirmed. Next time, there'll be more faith. You, 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 be, you begin to discern and have more clarity about what's from the Lord and, and maybe just the head noise that's in your head. And so as a body, that's what we owe people to. If somebody comes and they give you a word and you know what's from the Lord. You got to say, you got to claim it. You got to say, you know, that that was for me. And this is why. And let them know that that was from the Lord. Now, if it's not, we need to do the same thing. Um, I've had people give me words that were straight from the devil. It wasn't no part of it that was from the Lord. And they need to be. And this is what I tell people that do that. You know, you lied on God. You lied on God. That's a big deal. You said God said and it didn't. And he didn't. You lied on God. You need to be a little bit more careful. When you open up your mouth and say, thus saith the Lord, because people be real loose with that today. Um, it's OK if it's from the Lord, then you speak it out. Um, but be, I mean, I, I, that's a scary thing. You lie on lies. You, there are people I don't want to lie on. You don't want to lie on the Lord. I don't want to misrepresent. I don't want to tell you God said and he didn't say that's bad. That's really bad. And so I've had that over the course of my life where people, you know, for whatever reason, felt like they had to tell me like that. That wasn't from the Lord. So 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 maybe next time you feel maybe that's what you thought and you just added God on it and then said it. And don't do that again. You lie. And if I keep hearing about it, I'm going to tell people I'm going to be on a mic somewhere saying he lies on God all the time. Y'all don't listen to him. He'd be lying and, and he don't even own it afterwards. So but, you know, and this is the thing we run. This is the risk we run is not wanting to be that guy. People over here that really honor God and fear the Lord. Like, I don't want to do that. And this is what you do. You know what? I, I believe this is a word from the Lord, but I'm not. I'm, I'm still kind of learning this. So I, I, I just want to share it with you. And, and please let me know what happens. I, I don't you know, whatever it is. I had a woman. I've shared this before. But when 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 we didn't know, you guys know, my son, Billy has autism. When, when we when we were still figuring out what was going on, um, he was about two and he had a bunch of doctor appointments set up. They thought maybe it was his hearing. It was this, that and the other. And. I was at a prayer meeting, and so I didn't know, I didn't even know the word autism yet. So in the prayer meeting, I said, hey, my son's got something going on. We're praying for him. Um, he's got some doctor's appointments. You know, I just appreciate you guys' prayer. We prayed for my son. Left it at that. I didn't give the symptoms. I didn't give any of the things that were going on. And the very next day, this lady named Carol Best, she came up to me, and she said, you know, and she's like, I don't really want it to be a word from the Lord. But she's like, when you when prayed for your son yesterday, she said, God really, God put this on my heart. I was really afraid to share it, and I, I've been battling with it all night, but I felt like I should just say it. I'm not saying it's 
you know, thus said the Lord, but, but God put it on my heart. So I just want to share it with you. And I hope it's not true, but if it is, I don't know. And she said, you know, the Lord put the word autism on my heart. And I was like, okay. I said, well, thank you for sharing. I didn't know what it was. I went on the computer and dialed it up. And as I started looking it up, it was like, it was like they were describing my son to a T the symptoms and the different things. And I'm like, wow, I mean, maybe it is me and my wife started looking into it and kind of, you know, going through it. And sure enough, by the time we went to the doctor and he had all his appointments, they said, yep, your son has autism. As I look back on it, God had prepared us. Um, if we had walked into the doctor's room and they said autism, I mean, it rocked our world anyway. But I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm, I'm with you guys. And I gave you a heads up. You guys kind of get yourselves together and be prepared. And, and almost you almost expected it to be that after you looked at all the different things. And so when they said it, it wasn't as heavy a blow as it would have been. And so it brought some comfort in a sense that God knew what was going on and God was with us. And I thought, I really, I had, I went back and let her know, thank you. That, that, that's exactly what it was. You know, that was from the Lord. Thank you for sharing it, you know. And, you know, as, as you look at it, that edified the body. God was glorified. I mean, it, 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 it helped us out, you know, kind of got us prepared for something. So I wonder how many times God may give a word or something like that and then people don't give it out. And so people don't receive the edification. They don't receive the, that word of knowledge or the what to do. And so um, if you're one, and there are times where God stirs your heart and puts these things in your heart. I'm encouraging us as a body. And it's, we got to help each other as a body out. You know, you, I'm saying you can come to me and say something. You know, you can go. Don't be stupid. You know, but if, if it's like, if, you know, if you feel like I, I, I'm, I'm impressed in my heart that this is from the Lord. Share it just like that. And, and we should grow as a body. It would be wonderful to grow as a body when we're healthy in the understanding of the manifestation of the spirit, the works of the spirit, the gift. And we and we're able to flow and people get to identify that's my gift. And the Lord uses me that way. And 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 now I know when I kind of hear that, that that is the Lord. That's not just me thinking weird. You know, um, we kind of can help each other grow in that. So, you know, that's the word of wisdom through the spirit. Then it says to another, the word of knowledge. And it, you're going to notice every time it says through the same spirit. Why does he say that? Because the Corinthians issues where they were competing. You know, you had one guy going and, and, and they're competing with one another and, and, and their gifts were going forth in certain ways. And look, this is the same spirit. So this is why I have a problem with a church where if the spirit of God is moving through someone to bring in the word and then someone out there just start in the middle of the preaching, ah, they blame that on the, would the Holy Spirit interrupt himself? He already speaking. Sit down with that. You know, that, that's what I mean. We don't have that here because that's what I would, that, they would be told me to sit down with that. You know, that, that's, you're not, that's not how it goes. I wouldn't even accept if I go sit somewhere and a man is teaching a word, I wouldn't stand up and interrupt him in English. So I'm not going to stand up and interrupt him in an unknown tongue. That's like even worse. You know, just, just you interrupt now. Now, whatever God is saying is being attention is being di- distracted for other people, other church settings. The word is going forth again. Supposedly it oh, should be a work of the Holy Spirit moving in that way. And somebody catch the Holy Ghost and start, you know, in the midst of it. And they, you know, so now it's a really distract. Have you ever been there? It's a really distracting sort of environment. Where's the attention at? It's on the person that's doing all the stuff. I, I was in a, and I never forget this, being in, and this is where I, I had concluded that that was not the Holy Spirit. I was in a church. It was a Baptist church, but it was Baptist. It was black Baptist. So they would catch the Holy Spirit. You know, you catch the Holy Ghost. And I remember a, a larger lady caught the Holy Ghost. And, you know, start doing whatever she was doing, but she kicked and the pew fell back and there was an elder man and it smashed his leg. And I'm thinking, 
Holy Spirit wouldn't do that. That ain't, I, I, was, I was like, I'm sure that ain't the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would not crush that old man's leg like that. You know, I, I just know that he wouldn't do that. You know, and, and, and the guy was actually hurt. He was injured, you know, through it. And it was like, now you're going to blame that on the Holy Spirit? Because look, as soon as it happened, you caught the Holy Spirit and you lost control. And as soon as you crushed that man's leg, then he left. Because everybody was in, then it stopped and you was able to, he just stopped. He got, he, the Holy Spirit realized he hurt somebody and he stopped. <laughs> Out of here with that, you know. <laughs> just a little bit of common sense. Cure that, you know. <laughs> so that's the word of wisdom. But the, it says the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Word of knowledge is just a little different than a word of wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do. A word of knowledge is, is actually insight. It's, it's, it's information that could only have come from God. It's the unique ability to declare knowledge that could only have been revealed supernaturally. So a word of knowledge is not I already know some junk about you and I come and I'm like, hey, I, I, I got a word for you, bro. You know, uh, you know, and I tell you some stuff that I happen to know. A word of knowledge is God giving someone knowledge of something. And the cool thing with a word of knowledge is when someone brings you one, you know. I know that's from the Lord because, you know, the only way you, you you couldn't have known that that, you know, that that's what I was thinking or that's what was going on. Like that was yeah, that's the Lord. You know, that's a word of knowledge. It's, it's supernatural. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And I, I found most times uh, when someone is bringing something from the Lord at the moment I hear it, there's a sense that that is from the Lord. Um, it's either confirming something or or, you know, there, there's this uh, my spirit bears witness with you. I believe this is from the Lord. Because I've had people come say stuff, and at the hearing of it, it was like, I don't, I don't receive that. I just, I think like you just made something up. Um, somebody told me when my wife was pregnant with Benjamin, um, and you guys know the biblical story. Um, the, you know, Benjamin's mom when she gave birth to him, she passed away, and my wife was pregnant with Benjamin. I was excited. I, I had got a word. I knew it was a son. I was, you know, it was all this stuff. You know, there was the God had given us. You know, as far as Billy and BJ and what God was doing and it was a sweet time and this woman came and said you know that you know she's like really sorry but I really feel like this is the Lord saying that you know basically tell me my wife's gonna die and I never shared that with my wife because why would I but as I heard it I was like I can't wait for us to have that baby so I can come back it was like why would you even say something like I don't even know where that came from or what part of nastiness in your own heart would bring that out? But, you know, sure enough, BJ was born. Ain't no complications. We had a happy, slappy, good time. And I couldn't wait. And I finally saw that woman. I just said, I did. I just rebuked her. And I said, you know, whatever, whatever place, I, don't you ever speak of, now you, one, you lied on God, a really serious lie. I'm glad I didn't tell my wife. Glad I didn't lose no sleep over it either. But look, why would you say something like, where did that come from? kind of messes that and I'm gonna let people know don't listen to her she lie on God nasty lies and bad lies you know and um anyway while we want to be open to the working of the spirit uh we also test things and you know you don't get to do that to me more than once you know there are people that their track record with me is, is money and I believe that God does move in their life in a certain way and if they say something to me I'm all ears I'm I'm I'm, I'm tuned in you know um, there are people that they don't have, they can't tell me nothing, you know. I hope God don't give them a word because they track record so raggedy. 
I'm not really open to hearing. You don't get to lie on God to me multiple times. Um, and you, you classified, you know, in the Old Testament, if you lied on God, what happened? You got stoned. I can't stone you, but I'm going to stop listening to you. <laughs> Plug my ears up. So, so we need to be mindful of that, right? If God give a word, then the word have to come to pass. Every bit of it, all the word that he said have to come to pass. Or if that wasn't from the Lord and the person said it needs to be brought into account. Um, and so, again, I'm giving this tension of while I'm trying to encourage people that maybe being, you know, have a word. You don't have to come out and say, don't say if the Lord thought you can say, I believe God is speaking to me. And I'm, I'm really trying to get clarification myself. And so I'm sharing this with you, you know, and. Usually if it's a word from the Lord, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, it's either it's either hit or miss. It, either, it happens or it doesn't. Either was what God said or it wasn't. And so that person can be given clarification. So a word of knowledge, again, it's, it's, uh, it's the ability to know something that it could not have been known otherwise. And there are times in the word where, you know, God will be working on both ends. It's, you know, God is speaking to, to Peter. Um, about going to the, you know, Simon the Tanner's house and God is speaking to him and giving him insight on his end and telling him what he's going to go into. And, and then God's telling them on their end, you're going to come to this guy's house. And, and he's spoken on both ends and giving them both information supernaturally before they ever met. God told them what was going to happen, who was going to be there, what was going to need to happen. Um, and it was, it was clarification. It was a work of God. He worked on both ends. Um, I don't want to become the church that or even the Christian that is so weary of the false that I don't even really receive or I'm open to the truth. And that's what takes place sometimes. We can look at kooky church and look at that. I, I so don't want to be identified with that that I swing the pendulum all the way over here to where I just don't mess with it at all. Yeah. And in that case, the enemy gets a victory because if the gifts are beneficial and helpful and edifying and, and powerful, we want to find that place in the middle where we don't do the weird stuff out of balance with the word. We don't go way over here where we just don't deal with it at all. We want to be right here in the sweet spot where we want to deal with the gifts and exercise the gifts and use the gifts as, as much as God will grant us the gifts in a way that edifies the whole body and glorifies God. That's the sweet place. That's where we want to end up at. Not shying away from it, but saying, God, show us, show us how it's done biblically so we can be about that. And that's that's my heart for us as a fellowship. I don't want to shy away from the gifts because then we, we, we lose out We're, we become a weaker church. Uh, we want to we want to be God. I want to be right right down the middle. Let me I want everything you got, Lord. Uh, and I want us to operate in it. I want it to be I want to glorify you and I want people to be supernaturally edified. You know, I want people to leave here just saying, man, I was just ministered to. And like I said, Sometimes when it comes to body ministry and the work of the spirit, there are things that God does just as we interact. We ain't even, I mean, just, just as we interact with one another, God's moving and God's doing things. How sweet is that? That just us coming together with each other would just be supernaturally edifying to one another. Um, and, and, and it requires, though, everybody coming saying, God, this is who I am and this is what you've given me and I'm yielded to you. Um, have your way. You know, tell me what to do with these things. I'll do them. So word of wisdom. The word of knowledge, again, a supernatural word as far as just information that you could not have otherwise known. Look at verse nine to another. It says faith or someone say the gift of faith by the same spirit. Now, everybody has a measure of faith. So every Christian, you have a measure of faith that you, you have. And that's how we come to the Lord. But there's a, a gift of faith. This is supernatural. Um, it's not normal faith. It's, it's faith to believe God for, you know, it, it sometimes as I look at it in scripture, it's, 
it's in a moment. It's in an instant that this person had faith at that moment that God was going to do this. I think of um, in Acts, uh, you know, three, where Peter and John are going to prayer. Uh, they're going to the temple to pray. And there's a guy out there that begs every day. Um, he's probably been there every day, you know, and he's out there that day and he's begging for alms. And it says they turned and they looked at him. And the guy thought he was about to get some get broke off. He thought he was about to get some money. And they said, silver and gold have we. And this guy's laid down on a mat. Silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, says, rise up and walk. And, he, and it says, Peter reached down, took dude by the hand and pulled him up. That, that takes faith. Uh, I pray for somebody and it's like, I'm, I'm waiting to see, did it, did it work? You know, like, Lord, heal him. And, you know, just, I mean, I don't, I don't know yet. You know, I don't. It, it would take faith to say this dude's crippled. It's not like he got a limp. It's not like he got a busted knee. He cannot. He's been laying here every day. This he's a fixture in the community. He is absolutely crippled. And to to reach out and say, "Man, get up and walk," and pull the dude up—that's faith. It's a gift of faith. That's supernatural faith. But God gave it to him. He operated it. And so once again, and this is what we have to realize with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit too. Every gift of the Holy Spirit requires faith to instigate it, to initiate it. The, the, any gift, it, you have to operate some level of faith to do it. If God gives you a word of wisdom, you got enough faith to speak it. God gives you a word of knowledge, enough faith to say it. God gives you the gift of faith. You got to exercise it to see what God would do. There are things that we can never experience outside of faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Um, that's that's where real faith is. God, believe your word. I trust in you. I'll do the things you tell me to do. I'll rely upon you and not myself. God, I believe in you. And so every single gift, even tongues, you know, and we'll get all into that later. But we I, if, if God speak in tongues, I pray in tongues. It, it, I, it, to, when I initially was praying and, and asking God what that was and how that works, it was it's it's in my natural mind. It's like it's it's you know I have to yield. I have to I have to allow God to you know God giving me phrases and things and I'm just speaking them out. That's by faith. I'm um, just God. I believe that this is from you. I believe this is of you. It's from you. Um, it's not it's not according to my intellect. It's faith. And with every other thing, there are things that God will give you at some point. It, it's got you got to operate in faith and say, God, I'm just I'm going to obey. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And if you won't operate in faith, none of the gifts will be uh, manifest in your life because every single gift you could have it. You could be sitting there with that knowledge and with that wisdom and with that whatever. And it's like mm, never operate in faith to bring it to pass. You got to operate in faith. God, you need to get to teach. You got to have enough faith to step up and do it sometime. Um, God give you the gift of evangelism. You got enough faith to step out and share the gospel to see it work. None of the gifts work by default. You don't just have it. And it just, you know, some people want the Holy Spirit to take them over and just kind of make it happen. It's, it's, it, Holy Spirit didn't take us over. We yield to the work of the Holy Spirit. That's another lie in the church. Holy Spirit just take people over and make them do stuff. You know, like, and it's like a possession. Holy Spirit can fill your life. You know what it means to be filled? It's to be yielded. Um, if I'm saying, God, fill me with the spirit, I'm, I'm also saying and I'm going to yield to you. When when Paul said in Ephesians, don't be drunk with wine where it is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. The word filled is a nautical term. It's a boating term. It's the it's the air, the wind that fills a sail of a sailboat, gives it power and gives it direction. But that 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 sail, that sail of the sailboat has got to be he's got to be yielded to the wind. The wind, let the wind fill it and move it. And so when I say, God, fill me. I'm saying, God, I'm yielding to you. 
Give me power and direction. I'm going wherever you lead. You have your way. Um, it's not some magical fill with your spirit. And I'm looking for some bam, some some walla kazoo moment. You know, it's a it's a it's a participation. We yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives. First Corinthians touches on how the city of Corinth was rampant with idolatry and immorality, not too different from cities of today. Does this mean that you run away and isolate yourself from the sinful world? No, but Paul's letter did communicate that as a Christian, it's important to live a life that's upright and pure before God, even in the midst of a dark and sinful world. When the pressure is great, your opportunity to contrast the dark with light can be even greater. How does one do this with all the influences pressing in? Keep looking to the Word of God for direction in all things. If you're seeking some assistance with where to read, we have a helpful Bible reading plan on our website. This can be a useful guide to help you explore the Word on a daily basis. Look on our website, CalvaryInglewood.org. Thank you for tuning in today to A Transforming Word. Next time, Pastor Bill will continue teaching through 1 Corinthians. Before we go, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting this ministry financially. Any amount is appreciated. These teachings are broadcast on the radio and help spread the good news of the gospel. That's a powerful thing. If you'd like to find out more about how to support A Transforming Word, go to CalvaryInglewood.org or donate through our app. We're so thankful for your support and more than anything, we hope this ministry has been and continues to be a blessing to you. We look forward to joining Pastor Bill again next time right here on A Transforming Word. Transforming Word